Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about scaling your business and also contributing back to WordPress by teaching WordPress to others. That's right. You can get others in your organization to learn WordPress and add that skill set to your agency or your brand or your in-house team. And joining us for that conversation is someone very knowledgeable on this topic. I'd like to welcome to press this Courtney Robertson. Hey, David. It's great to be with you today. Awesome. So glad to have you here. I know, uh, you know, we got to know each other. What was it at WordCamp Philly? Running into each other, I guess, for the first time there. I was really excited to hear about the work you're doing educating those uh, really in a variety of contexts on learning WordPress. Uh, But what Courtney is really going to talk to us today about, and Courtney uh, does a lot of her work in an organization called Code Differently, which she'll talk about here in a little bit, 
as a critical member of the volunteer team uh, working on expanding and optimizing learn.wordpress.org. She's a master educator, again, educating many contacts. Uh, but really what she's going to be talking to us today about is like how you can go about educating others in your business and just more broadly in terms of WordPress. So Courtney, the first question I ask every guest, uh, you might remember it from when you created your WordPress.org profile so many years ago, um, but briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. Sure thing. So I was a high school business ed teacher focusing in teaching programming, and I was teaching HTML and CSS. And lo and behold, content management platforms were starting to become more available like Joomla and Moodle. Moodle was a learning management open source platform and I had varying experiences with them. This would have been around WordPress 2.3 and that's when I decided to try it out. Um, I downloaded it and used it more as a personal blog at the time. I did have a couple of side gigs where I was installing the revolution theme, the original before Genesis became what sure, it is yeah. and uh, learning how to register the sidebars and the widgets before they were available. And by the time 2009 rolled around, we still didn't have the foundation, the WordPress foundation, but I attended my first uh, WordCamp it was WordCamp Mid-Atlantic when we were able to have more regional, not city-based names for our camps. And during that talk um, for the keynote, Anil Dash of Movable Type launched a competitor to Akismet. And so those were my early days around WordPress. I've been involved for a good while. Exciting times there. What year do you think 2.3 was in? Do you recall? Or when you started? Like when was this? I believe that would have been... We could look it up on the WordPress history, but I think uh, I have a, it would have, have been timeline. Like yeah. 2008, 2007, something like that. Yes. I think it would have been around 2008. Okay. Good deal. So still early days. And you mentioned revolution, which was one of the first themes as you pointed out to kind of feature widgets. And also that moment, I consider this time frame in WordPress, like when WordPress became a thing you built websites with, like those widgetized homepages, people were like, oh, look, you can make a website with WordPress now. Um, to me, that was a, a critical moment. Now, my next question is, you know, you kind of do a lot, right? You're involved with Code Differently, you're involved with Learn.WordPress. I'm, I'm guessing you have other ventures. So help me understand, like, what does Courtney Robertson do? <laughs> yeah, these days, a lot of my focus is really on teaching others about WordPress. And I am a former high school teacher. So of course, that's going to be my passion. Uh, I, my backstory, after I left the classroom for a number of years, I took on my own clients and developed websites for them, often small business and realtor based. And then I detoured back into the classroom where I taught WordPress as a long-term sub, took a few years away having children. And during that time, I contracted with others that build websites for clients, including also Modern Tribe who handles the events calendar. So I have experience working also within an organization that delivers WordPress products. Oh, great. And then you mentioned, or, you know, I mentioned, and you also mentioned Code Differently. Could you tell us a little bit about what Code Differently does? Absolutely. So Code Differently is a training organization that equips others with skills in various programming languages. And to date, we have not charged a single participant in our programs. Often the outreach is specifically for those that are underserved and underrepresented. A lot of our funding is directed towards programs to reach those individuals. 
Um, I have taught this past summer high school students that were paid to learn how to use WordPress. That was an amazing opportunity. So the students in our program learned how to go from installing WordPress and running backups all the way through using some page builders and common premium plugins and themes. Uh, and after that time, we started doing some planning for an adult business owner DIY track, helping business owners, especially those impacted by COVID, get websites up and running. Uh, we hope to launch adult that program. Age, right? Yes, yes, adult yes. age. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know so, you made that distinction yesterday when we chatted. It's like adult age business. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So not high school students, adult age students. Right. Uh, and also that program will hopefully be launching in the near future. We are working right now on the return ready program, which are individuals that have been laid off by COVID. So not business owners. This program is for those that are seeking employment within an organization, whether that be an enterprise agency or various types of web development shops. They're learning HTML, CSS, and heavy on the JavaScript, particularly React. But I get to come in and explain how WordPress as a content management system threads all of those languages and a few other goodies all together. And yeah, next- great. Next week, we'll also be launching the 1000 Kids Coding, and that program is specifically an outreach to 6th through 12th graders. All of our programs are for those in the state of Delaware, and the students that are participating in that program will be issued laptops. They'll be Chromebooks, and so we have need of hosting for sure. We can't work in a local environment with that. So they'll be using some hosting provided by WP Engine, and I'm super excited to get going with them as well. Thanks for the shout out. Really happy to support you there. And uh, definitely have uh, gotten to know Code Differently better since we met in Philly, at least in terms of like research and seeing some of the news stories about it. Really impressed with that work there uh, broadly in, in terms of technology and underrepresented groups, but also certainly in terms of WordPress. I was wondering if you could quickly tell me about your work on learn.wordpress.org. Sure. So I joined the WordPress training team in 2013. We have been developing lesson plans behind the scenes, if you will, for a number of years. This summer, I was able to rejoin because I had need of using the lesson plans on how to facilitate a WordPress training workshop. And I decided to get involved with the team again. At the time, not a lot of the team was present. It's a global pandemic and people have a lot going on. So we launched the Learn WordPress website and we're also rebuilding a team at the time. So a lot to have happen at once. We have conducted an audit of all the lesson plans that are out on the site. And we are in the process of a full launch coming on in a few months. Right now we're at a soft launch stage. That means that there's some work to be done specifically with the lesson plans under the hood. We have some need for some volunteers in those areas. Okay, good deal. Well, thanks for bringing that up. And obviously your uh, background and certainly the projects you're involved with today make you uh, a very good person to talk to about uh, educating folks or kind of helping folks understand what it takes to educate someone on WordPress. So uh, as an educator, what strategies do you use for curriculum planning when teaching WordPress? Like, you know, there's like the, the how you do it in the moment, but like, where do you start? Like, is it installing WordPress and like setting up a post? Do you have them go through like wizards? Like, how, how do you think about the curriculum planning of what you're going to teach? 
Great question. So it really depends on the specific group that I'm working with. All user programs are going to be about the same, but the outcome of these programs really can vary. So a business owner that has a small business website, they might be best suited for having a page builder. Uh, high school students, they're going to get through a lot of the user materials and those that are aspiring to work in this industry as developers need to go through all of the user materials, of course, before we can really start digging into a lot of code. Generally, what I have done is all users will still need to know how to install WordPress, if possible, both on their local laptop or computers and also on their hosting. When we get into hosting, I walk them through the ideas of staging and backups and those type of things. After we get through getting our area set up and created, we then move through an entire user type of program. They'll learn everything about the block editor right now. And I add in information about what's going on in the community. So it's not so just the. If I could interrupt just real quick, it sounds like from the high level though, what you're doing is you're kind of defining the, their outcome. Like what are they driving towards? What do they need to learn to achieve something? And then kind of for the most part, you have these boilerplate skill sets that like everyone needs to know how to install a, a WordPress or a plugin or a plugin or deal with hosting and so on and so forth. And so, but you're tailoring it though, the, the curriculum to those outcomes they're driving. Absolutely. I want to dig a little deeper on this, um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Courtney Robertson about scaling your business and contributing back by teaching others WordPress. Courtney, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about curriculum planning, and you're kind of telling us this notion of like you're, you're planning the curriculum based on the outcome the student's trying to achieve. And you were going to go a little bit more detail, though, about how to kind of how you craft that curriculum for those outcomes. So I'm just curious if you could expand on that. Like, what, what does it take to create that curriculum? Reverse engineering, for sure. So <laughs> uh, at the user level, again, everyone learns the same things. I sprinkle in with it 
what's going on in the development of WordPress right now. We're in the throes of massive changes going on involving the block editor. And while we don't see with every release a big change happening, we're marching towards full site editing. And I do my best to connect users when they're learning how to be a user to connect them to where in this process are we and what changes can we anticipate? And then as we- counterproductive, sorry to interrupt, I just have a, <laughs> got a follow-up question there, but do you find that's counterproductive? Like, is it is it not better to just teach them like what works right now? Like, do you find that's helpful to connect that larger story? Well, in the middle of my high school group this past summer, everything about the block editor interface changed. <laughs> so <laughs> preparing them for these changes to occur is I think vital and also setting the expectations for those that are in a track to become developers, to be aware that they're stepping in and here is how something is at this moment, but we're in the middle of this big project and to have eyes on by the time we are out in the workforce, we might see blocks in the widget area going on and you might need to be aware of how to develop for those things. Um, painting the picture that things are changing and we do need to keep up, but also to say WordPress has existed for 17 years and really the block editor is relatively new in the space of that time, but it feels like it's a lot all at once when you're right in the middle of it. Um, so just helping them to see that and a little bit of the industry trends so that they're it's on their radar as they are moving into the workforce again. You are a master educator, like you're, you're dropping these little lessons, even though it might be kind of confusing the message in the moment, but the, the, the broader message that things change and you need to adapt as a developer. I, I like that, Courtney. <laughs> Very clever. So how do you think yeah. about the rest of the curriculum then? Like how far do you take them or um, like, how do you, how do you know, like how to like break up the content and what content to provide? And I know it's a lot to provide on a podcast, <laughs> but just some high level guidance would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have approached a few different organizations in the developer track area specifically to request, tell me what you need for incoming applicants. If you're interested in having diverse qualified applicants, tell me what are the skills that you need for some of the full-time but entry-level positions available and what skill sets should they have? What type of projects would you like to see them be able to do during that application process? And from there, I can work backwards and say, well, everybody still needs to know how to be a user. There's that. As we progress, we will get into a little bit of building blocks with several different tools available, whether starting completely in code or some of the third-party ways of creating blocks that we've got, plan on integrating those. We will move on to themes for sure. Um, I don't think we're going to hit the point of having our specific program hit let's build a headless site right out of the box. I would love to get there, but I don't know that we've got time in this space of that. But to be able to indicate, here is all of this JavaScript skills that you've got, and here are these things that are happening in the industry, and connecting them to ongoing resources matters greatly to me. So I would say a lot depends upon what I see the community doing at the time, and the input that I'm receiving from those that they might apply to. You know, that rings true thinking back through some of our social engagements since we met at WordCamp Philly. Uh, you got really excited about the 
post I did from ZDNet that showed an 864% increase in PHP positions, uh, junior PHP positions uh, it, it, over 2020. So that, you know, I knew that was exciting to you because obviously you're advocating and working for your students to get these jobs. And then, you know, also the questions you had around the company I work for, for those listening, WP Engines hiring practices to know, like, what am I optimizing for? So if I'm in an organization, like say an agency, or I have an in-house team and I have team members that I want to train up on WordPress, it sounds like, like one angle would be like, well, what is their objective as a student, right? What job do I want them to have? But also like, what would their tasks be in that job? So it sounds like you're kind of a blend between like everybody gets this content. And then if they're building up for a specific outcome and a specific role, what requirements are there? So in other words, if my agency doesn't have blocks, then maybe I don't need to teach them how to use blocks or build blocks. Um, so is that safe to say, like if I was in house that I would be thinking about like, well, what projects do I want them to do to then craft my curriculum to favor that versus like going too far outside the bounds? Absolutely. That would be correct. I think everyone gets to be a good user. And then we have some that will stop at being a website builder where they are using products that they install a plugin theme, et cetera, and they've got a completed website and others may pursue being the developer that makes those products. And so those specific skill sets are going to look a little different depending on each individual. I think that's really helpful as people listening think about how they might structure their training curriculum. Um, so let me switch gears a little bit. You know, with COVID and the global lockdown, obviously we, we have we're restrained from from literal in-person uh, training, but maybe we could use the surrogate of things like Zoom and virtual uh, meeting spaces, but. How do you decide between like, I'm going to schedule an in-person training event, whether it be on Zoom or actually in person versus consume anytime content like videos and articles? Like, obviously you're probably using both uh, kind of the homework and the coursework kind of stuff. Um, but how do you think about that division? Like what becomes coursework and what becomes consume anytime content? With our Underage students, the ones that are in high school or grade levels lower, they get all of their material during class time. That's the expectation. And that's a lot in part because this summer our position was paid. They were being paid to learn to be website developers. So we couldn't assign homework to them that was off the clock. That wasn't an option. For the adults, it, it varies. I'll say that. They have class three hours every day, whether they take the morning track or the evening track, they're with me some of those days. They are with the instructor that I co-teach with who handles the HTML, the CSS, and the JavaScript portions on the opposite days. So they have a little bit of self-paced video work. They're expected to complete that before they come to class. Our class time then is spent on reinforcing or providing extensions of that learning opportunity. So I might assign today some videos about how to use the block editor. And then the next time that we're in class together, I might explain why more in person, why might we use block patterns versus reusable blocks? What are the things that we need to consider if we're building blocks? These are current timely trends, but setting the stage as we're learning how to use the blocks, what does all this mean? really as well, not just how to be a user, but painting the picture as we're going on. What else do we need to know about this thing and why does it matter? 
So in that context, it's like the first phase is a bit of self-teaching by consuming the material. But when you come back together, that's when you do the double click. Uh, and and is, is that beneficial because it's easier to grasp the content after you've played around with it a little bit? Or Absolutely. The yeah, absolutely. Giving people a chance to be some hand, do some hands-on assignments with it. Um, and then being able to ask questions of myself and each other during our class time is really valuable. I do also provide as much as I can connection back to the WordPress community because that's their ongoing professional development and where the opportunities are. So I also share a good bit of WordCamp TV videos, WordPress TV videos with them. And I say, these are clearly optional extensions beyond our class time. They are not required. Do your work first. But if you would like to explore this topic more, here are some resources available for you to do that. And that I label very overtly as optional because I don't want to overwhelm, but I do want to open every door I can. Oh, it's such a valuable part of WordPress. As a matter of fact, I, even this morning, I was saying like the community is half the product. Um, the, the relationships and the learnings and, and, and all the benefits uh, folks get from participating in the community is, is such a big part of WordPress. Um, I do have some more questions. I kind of like to go a little bit deeper on some of these points, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Courtney Robertson about how you can scale your business and contribute back by teaching others WordPress. Courtney, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about the difference and how you think about content in terms of in-person or consume anytime. I think most of the listeners are probably thinking about this in the adult learner context. So it sounded like your recommendation was to allow them to kind of self-consume content 
and try on their own. And then when you meet in person, it's a follow-up to that lesson to kind of reemphasize key points and answer questions on guessing and things like that. So my next question for you is like, what mistakes do you see people make when they first get started educating people on WordPress? Like as a professional educator, what makes you just like cringe? Like, I wish they wouldn't do that. Like, what, what are they doing wrong? I would say there are actually three things that I point to. First is thinking that things are simple or easy, forgetting what it's like to be a beginner. We really need to approach everything with a beginner's mind. Learning how to install WordPress, even though it's the famous five-minute install, can be quite challenging. And if you're not geared up for, this might be hard for people to log in and remember all the places they need to log in. They need to log into their host. They need to log into WordPress once it's installed. They might need to log into my class site. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of things for people and it can feel overwhelming. And then add to it maybe local installs. It's overwhelming. And so we need to remember to be kind and that we never want to claim something as simple or easy because for that individual, it may not be at that time. I've installed WordPress probably over a thousand times at this point throughout my career. And it's easy for me. It may not be easy for the individual that's building out their portfolio site. I would also indicate dependencies. So before a user can start to build blocks, we need to have to use them. That's the one that I'm in the middle of obviously this week with my students. So it's really on my mind. Dependencies can indicate if I want to start teaching a child theme, do they know the HTML and the CSS well under the hood? They don't need to know everything possible, but I feel that there is a certain amount of other dependencies when we're aggregating several languages and building a content management system with that, that we need to account for. And so factoring in what they have to learn, their prerequisites before they do this thing. And then again, the community. The third option there is when we're educating people about WordPress, we have a wealth within the WordPress community, people that are eager to provide assistance, resources, training, uh, sometimes tech support. It depends upon where you're turning and what's going on, but we have a wealth of people that make up WordPress and it would not be where it is if there was not the community behind it. There are real people there and they're eager to invite others into this community, I believe. So how to connect people to the community will be just as important as the material I teach. When my students are done in their time with me, they need to know how to turn to the support docs. They need to know how to submit support tickets, where they can go for additional training and resources, whether official or unofficial outposts of the WordPress community. And I think that's a heavy, heavy part of um, areas people often overlook. There's just so much good there. I could not uh, agree anymore. I love how you answered the question in the positive as well, not not calling out the, the counter to the mistakes or, or calling out, should I say, the counter positive message from the mistakes. But it sounds like things that kind of make your eyes twitch when you see people try to teach is not being kind, right? Right. Um, trying to say that things are easy because you're the the expert at that thing. And um, if, if you come in with that mindset, I'm guessing you're not setting your students up for success because you can't expect them to operate at the level you are. 
um, not acknowledging those dependencies and prerequisites. That seems like a pretty easy one to catch when you're teaching people things, but I can imagine a lot of people like overlook that and go straight into how to build a block. Meanwhile, the person knows nothing about blocks um, or at least haven't gained those kind of base skills. I also like how you talked about how you start with that kind of user journey within WordPress and then graduate on to the more technical parts, regardless of what they're learning. And then, you know, not, not acknowledging the community and kind of seeing yourself as separate from that and not inviting that person in. Like it was everybody's first day. Everybody asked dumb questions at some point. Um, so like acknowledging that and, and making that part of it sounds like, like a reasonable and very positive way to approach education with WordPress. Um, Courtney, I wish I could have more time. I have so many more questions for you, uh, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. It's been an honor to be with you. If you'd like to learn more about what Courtney is up to and all the different missions she's on to support WordPress, uh, please check out local. Uh, I'm sorry, learn.wordpress.org. And then if you'd like to check out her work on Code Differently, you can visit codedifferently.com. As a reminder, Code Differently is a great place to go if you're looking to hire uh, developers, not just in WordPress, but beyond. So please check that out if you're hiring. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.